Well, welcome to our latest edition of Techman Talks Dynamics. We're back again. I've been had a little bit of a slow end to the year with our podcast. We're doing two in quite quick succession. And the reason being is Microsoft have released their document with what's planned for the spring release for Dynamics 365. Business Central will have folks in today, but they've also done the Power Platform and, and the CRM products as well. So we've had a very brief look through. It's been out for a couple of days now. Um, and uh, we always caveat this with... It's Microsoft's first yeah, um, early days. Early days. Yeah. There'll be more be added. Yeah, we, we haven't seen this yet. It's not even available on preview yeah. yet. And not the descriptions all of are what's there. Just, yeah. Sometimes a bit there's woolly. two lines, isn't <laughs> yeah. there? It's kind of, this yeah. could mean, is but it what we hope it but is? It, or is but it people should understand what is coming. They should yeah. always say, you know, it, it could impact what you do today. Um, it could avoid customization. Yeah. It could mm-hmm. avoid clashes. So it's important that people understand what, what's coming so we can we can talk through that. And, so but we haven't seen it. And it people need to remember that it, just because we're announcing it now and they're saying it's part of the next wave, it's not necessarily going to come in the first release, which yeah, is yeah. in April. So um, there's a big chunk March. of it that we... March. Public preview in March, general yeah, availability yeah, yeah, April. Yeah. So it says. So... Um, Yes, yeah, so, but some of it will be later. They but, don't but it's a signpost in the, the direction of travel they're going, and it gives an indication. So yeah. we'll, we'll go through what we do. We'll always update this as we do future podcasts if things change. Yeah, we'll do another one when it's actually when it's released, released when because can that, that can be different. But Okay, so they always break it down into like development, functionality, integration with other applications, and so on and so forth. So is there anything in terms of what you've seen that you think, you know, that's, that looks really good, or is it just a general? We're seeing more smaller evolution of the product. But is there anything that stands out that you're If we're looking at application, the, the big focus has been on, on, on what, what is, uh, has up till now been called jobs. Right. Um, and is now going to be called projects. Mm-hmm. Jobs, well, project, well. And called projects. So all for, for the developers out there, all of the table names, because if they change the table names and the field names, you know, it's still job number as yeah. a field. Yeah. It's captioned project number. Yeah. Um, Otherwise they'll break so it's going to be a bit confusing for, for, for people who've got the history. They'll probably remember that, oh, yeah, they changed the name and, and go look for, for job. But for new people who are trying to create a report. Yeah. The, yeah, the, the, the project number so field won't exist. It's the first time I, I can kind of recall. There's been a couple of instances where they've used captions, dynamic captions, kind of, you know, the dimension names are dynamic captions. So you change the dimension, it changes the column at the heading. Um, so they've done that. I, I'm a bit disappointed they didn't use dynamic captions here and you could decide whether you wanted to call it jobs or projects. You know what, though? Once, once somebody gets used to, to yeah. want, does it matter? It's more about it's, what it does than it's, what I was it's called. Say, does the name change? What's um, happening to the so, actual... Well, yeah, I was going to say that's probably more important. And I think some of the changes that they're making means that um, people might choose to use it where they haven't previously um, because it will allow really? you to properly manage um, projects. Yeah, I mean, um, one in night. terms of li- integrating better with your inventory and your manufacturing processes and being able to understand costs and capturing costs around a project rather than an individual order. So, you've seen people try to use things like dimensions yeah. to um, report against what a project is costing. Um, that that prob- and that's that's a bit of a pain because you have to add the dimension. You can never get rid of it, and um, there's no. It, it's it's just a cost. If you've got any development or any third party extensions on t- for jobs as now, um, those are probably going to need a very thorough test this time round, um, and and otherwise you'll get 
unintended consequences. And, and one of the things they've done, which I really like, by the way, is you can archive projects. Um, so, you know, previously you had a list of every job you'd ever done, yeah. which could get very long very quickly. <clears throat> That's what I thought it was, but it's not. That's not what it is. What you can do is you can archive a version of a project. So, um, yeah, but then wouldn't you delete the original? No, so you just have, you know, like with a sales order, you can archive yeah. a sales order, it's going to be like that. Okay. So if you want to modify it, so you archive a version. <clears throat> the the job's still there. I thought it was okay. what you just said and I was like yes because our job system we've got jobs going back years and you can't you can't clear them down yeah but you could you could use it for that couldn't it because in effect when the job is over and complete you copy a, put a copy in the archive and then delete your you can't, you can't delete jobs you cannot delete jobs so unless there's another change you can't delete jobs okay. that would be interesting to see because you you think but if you've had any customization to the jobs you'll need to have the similar customization done to the archive. Yeah. Otherwise, the yeah. fields that you've added to the yeah. job or yeah. project now won't go across the archive. So um, already we're into the devil is in the detail. Um, a nice feature they've added is the ability to change the build to and sell to on the, yeah. on the task. Yeah, because so you could never do that before. Yeah. I mean, why, they did, why that hasn't been there forever, So you can have a know. higher level job that covers multiple customer sites, etc. Yeah, well, and, it, you can create, and you can invoice projects when we were jumping about a bit but but we're doing it in a better order than they've yeah. done it on the release notes <laughs> but um you can you can have multiple customers on a project mm -hmm. so if you're in a project that is a, that is across multiple customers yeah. then that is not possible to yeah. do and you can have different sell to build to mm -hmm. and, and just like you can everywhere else in the system yeah. which you've never been able to do in jobs it's really restrictive so um, we, you mentioned something though where that jobs and project switch is there something that could break um, either development or third-party ISV apps that you've gone in. Do we need to take the so test? Not, not, well, they've changed, changed the, if they haven't changed the table lines, then in, it in be some ways it's better. It wouldn't, it wouldn't be a big change, Liam. It's just but confusing. It is confusing because you know, very when you implement Business Central in an organisation, usually that organisation's terminology changes to match That's Business Central mm -hmm. very quickly. Yeah, within a number of weeks, and so. Anybody using jobs will no. be talking about that job or job number or whatever, and suddenly, what does that actually mean? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, uh, but on, and then on the other side, change. if you've never used jobs before and you start using it when it's yeah. projects and you then want to write a report using Power BI, yeah. you're looking for the field job number because it's no longer called, it's not project number, it's, yeah. it's, it's, and it's and a what, bit messy. What do you see on an error? Is it the project number or job number? Yeah, and again, does anybody really care whether it's called project or jobs? It's what it does that's, the, that's the most important. Why you have to have two names for it? I don't I mean, know. It's like it's like them saying one day, oh, let's change vendor number vendors to suppliers. Yeah, because that's standard terminology. It, 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 it's just not going to happen. But why? It's just not going to. They've, they've done a few because, like, we never used to use the word inventory in the UK, did we? But obviously, that global product stock, it was yeah. stock, and now became inventory. I don't know if projects mean something different on the other side of the. Yeah, so maybe yeah. yeah. The yeah. Fund, it? But uh, yeah. I think I think it's good that uh, jobs or projects and projects um, is getting some love, and and it's more consistently. You know, the the functionality around this is coming up much more in line with sales orders, okay. and and perhaps service management yeah. got some some love few releases ago so it, it is it is good and yeah that's something we'll keep our eye assemble on. to yeah. project i think as well is is um is a, a good feature to have mm -hmm. um so if if you're um i don't know if you're 
um, doing doing a project which will involve various assemblies throughout. You can assemble based on project milestones rather than a sales order, which yeah. I think is um, a really good feature to have and, and might be good for, for mean, some customers. It is, but one of the downsides that we always find is that if you're using jobs for internal you know, production or assembly, there's no shipping feature on a job. So you can't you can't ship anything. You can just consume it and it disappears. But there's no way of shipping it. That would be a nice one to look so, at. So, if, I mean, yeah. And, and projects, by definition, is more kind of projects on site, isn't it? Rather than a project. Well, that's that, maybe, yeah. That's the, well, that, that's the the thought process, probably. But how it, yeah, how it gets used, I mean, you know, from a manufacturing perspective, when it's designed to order, you know, a lot yeah. of customers are using jobs the, for that process. You it, can't the, the, it the, um, the release notes are a little bit patchy, but there is some information about kind of automatic release and source documents and things alongside jobs. So it might be that there's the, that's going to get better, but we shall see. Because it, it's not very, it's not worked very well before having a sales order on a job, has it? No. So whereas the, this, this kind of suggests that they're, they're, they're going to re- attack that, but it, there's not enough detail to really say. Well, you should be able to tag a sales order against a job and a purchase order is probably well, this is, more this important. Is, this is what that's kind of alluding. This is kind of alluding to, mm. but I don't know how far they're going to go with that. So, um, but yeah, so lots of jobs. Should we move, should we move on from jobs? Because okay. to be fair, there's not we 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 don't have huge amounts of customers that use the jobs. Well, I think exactly the um, the it? reasons that we've yeah. said we use it internally really heavily. So it's going to affect us. We're going to have to move to uh, the new terminology. But I think some of the changes they're making do open it up for yeah. some of our customers to <clears> use and <throat> use really well, yeah. especially where they are trying to manage costs for a project rather than by a particular mm-hmm. order. There's a lot of BC users out there doing it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And one of the other functionalities um, I'm interested in, and I don't know really what this does, is is the ability to connect to Shopify business to business edition. So um, pricing, I think, is one of the key things. Pricing, um, you know, accounts, yeah. so you don't have to pay for it; yeah. it can just go on to the, yeah. the customer account. It says they'll be able to see their order histories, order status, billing, and payments. So, I mean, that's. Um, there's one or two ISVs out there who are probably slightly unhappy at the moment. Um, but, um, you know, we, we've got more customers that are business to business than business yeah. to consumer. Yeah. I think Shopify hasn't really um, caught fire. I think it's, no. um, pricing the integration. For that plus, very reason. For this yeah. very, very reason. reason. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I'm interested to go and kind of fire up a Shopify business to business edition. I didn't even realise that was a thing. But potentially, if I don't, that, know, I don't know if it was called. What used to be called Shopify Plus, I don't know if they've rebranded okay. it. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we've, we've, to date, it's been you know one price list, one discount group. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's not enough. Yeah. Which, not enough. Which B2C. Was it's like. good though, isn't it? Because sometimes Microsoft have a habit of announcing something like they did with Shopify two or three years ago, whenever, and then nothing ever happens. It's like a tick in the box, and mm-hmm. we moved on. It's good to see that they've continued yeah, yeah, improving yeah, that yeah. because it's a great. It is a great feature when people see it. if they haven't got an e-commerce platform, the Shopify one. You know, having that out of the box is appealing. Well, I know I it doesn't do everything, but Bitcoin I mean, when we've done, away. when we've w- worked out what this does and how it works, there's almost a podcast on that copy yeah. because mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of a uh, lot of customers out there who would like an integrated web store, mm. um, and actually this might do it relatively cheaply out of the box. Well, if it's, yeah. any, if it's anything like the current stroke previous version, you know, it was probably at best an hour to set it up and that's with the Shopify end as well yeah you know, very quick if it's that level then compared to going and building bespoke integration to a website which 
if you know, depending upon the level of functionality, could be a lot of work and cost. And am I right? The Shopify subscription, the cost of it is depending on how many orders you take and stuff like that. Um, well, it, I can't it, remember. There was, it was it's transactional based. Yeah. yeah, it didn't take long because that was always the argument. Oh, Shopify looks really cheap, and it did. And, and I'm no it expert did, on that. Get build once, volume. Yes, once you start building, it, the price was increased, and that's where some of the other. Yeah, um, I, I, vendors I, I, that we work with would say, well, we've got a lot more functionality in the product for the price once you get to those volumes because yeah. Shopify didn't have the functionality. It's, it's coming, as we can see. The plus side, the integration yeah, the plus side is you can get going quickly. Yes, and you can absolutely. prove that your customers as, will actually place as orders by the web. It's finding out what's right for the customer at that time and where it's going. But I think this, is, this will give people confidence that even if they're starting, they're not going to outgrow Shopify yeah. with that extra yeah. level of integration. Yeah. That's worth looking at, again. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, at the, at the risk of triggering somebody, should we talk about service management? Because that's that's had a, a little bit of uh, a few changes coming through as well. There's also been some changes around um, on, on under the Power of Platform list around um, field service integration of field service within CRM to um, Business Central, yeah. and I know. Um, We've all got our own thoughts on on, on <laughs> service management and and well, history on service trying, yeah. to, trying to make this work and not having a great um, success. So that's a fair place to start, isn't it? The the history with this as field being, service with field service and service management in BC as well is not, not without its challenges. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean you. You know, if you if you go and look at a service organisation that's got a service desk, you know, twenty people on the service, 100, 200, 300 engineers, service management isn't for you. Yeah, you know, it, or hasn't been for you without a lot of changes. Um, yeah. So this is the ability for people on the road who need to interact back into. Yeah, BC, so you've got your jobs. preventative maintenance yeah. type work. You've got your your call outs, all that Ordering kind of stuff. Ordering yeah. stock and all so that. There's loads of elements to it. So, so it's I, work, I quote you know, from the documentation. It offers a seamless and integrated solution for managing service tax, consumption, and financial transactions. So, so just to just so anyone who's listening, so field service is a CRM <laughs> app. Yeah, you old cynic. <laughs> <laughs> so this isn't something that comes out of the box of Business Central, is it? Field That's service is another application, part of the CRM family. Yeah, it's, it's like and customer service or yeah. sales. Just for anyone who wasn't aware of it who's listening yeah. to this, yeah. I know we, we know that. So um, there's an element here where the integration between the two has been... Non-existent. Non-existent, challenging. challenging. <laughs> I like well, you mentioned inventory earlier, and there was no integration with inventory. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I've said... I've never met a service engineer that didn't need a part occasionally yeah, they, and they, want a consumer part or want a That's always been a challenge, no matter what you do, isn't it, is, is an engineer being able to, to manage the stock. If you've got um, an engineer van that has stock on the van, managing mm-hmm. the stock in that van and replenishing it, and, and then also yeah, then requisitioning a part that yeah, they yeah. then need to complete that well, job. needs to be bought in. Yeah. So I, I, I want to see this um, because so what, what are they promising? Or what? Okay. Yeah, I mean, cons- what does I, I, I kind of looked at the consumption. I thought, what does that mean? Is that consumption of parts or is it time. consumption of time? Yeah, yeah. we don't know. So, yeah. so all of yeah, it. We, we want parts, obviously. Um, well, that's more important than time for most of our customers. I think that that they've, that, that that's asset. higher up the list than time, um, un- unless they're recharging time to the car, they're charging by the hour. Yes, it's probably as much as if you're charging for the service, then it's it's the time and materials. I, I just think there's a bit of, of there's a powerful solution for managing work orders and consumption field service and efficiently invoicing and fulfilling them in Business Central. 
Somebody from marketing's got to this particular one, haven't they? Or ChatGPT, yeah, to correct. So, so is it is it safe to say watch this space yeah, with yeah. regards to service? It's something we that we're going to we be spending some time. Yeah. But we know um, there's a demand for it, so it's again, it's, yeah. it's interesting to see. But it's, it's, you, you mentioned if it's version one. Some, some yeah, like, don't, I mean, don't, don't read it and think this is you, the answer you to my prayer. I'm a cynic with field service. Field service, if you in the demo, is lovely. It's got some really glossy, not and everybody goes, ooh, that we want that, we want that, and then the demo is in the detail when you get to implement it. So I think you know we've got to we've got to set expectations. in the detail of, of kind of getting into the what it actually. Another does. one on the Power Platform that I like, really useful um, on the integration to approvals. So finally, the Power Platform approval templates and functionality. So rather than using BC inbuilt workflows, you can now use Power Automate, or you've been able to use Power Automate, but you had to build the logic within Power Automate. Yeah, there, there was no, well, who approves this? It was just a field you had to type in as to who the email address, or go and build some <laughs> logic in Power Automate. So, Mickey Mouse. Yeah. So <laughs> within, B, within BC, we have a... Oh, you are sick. <laughs> <laughs> In BC, you've got the, the kind of setup table as to who has who can approve whose documents. It's a bit flat structure. It doesn't always you know, meet everybody's needs. That table is now exposed within Power Automate. Okay. Um, and the other issue we've had as well is that people want to know who approved something. And it, it never wrote that into BC. And yes, there's a within the approval part of you can find out platform. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't particularly easy, so that's now been pushed back into BC. Okay, so you can see that those two we've been asked for. You know, that stopped as I think using approvals a number of times. I've heard that over the last eighteen months, twenty-four months on consultants saying, "Yeah, we'd like to use it, but and it's typically yeah. those two yeah. things." Well, yeah. hopefully, we're getting to the point now because you know, I think we said on this podcast before that the inbuilt. Um, Workflow engine for approvals in BC is just horrible, yeah, yeah. Um, and and needs to be deprecated. Um, but they can't do that until yeah. Power Automate is a satisfactory replacement. Yeah. And it, you kind of hope that we're in version three or four of that kind of iteration yeah, now, yeah, and we're getting yeah. there. I mean, you can build it all yeah. in Power Automate and have always been. Well, have to, have to but it takes it. a lot of work to do it. it. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, another one. Um, I don't know if you noticed under country and regional um, that is particularly relevant for our customers yeah. is that install UK localization as an app. Yeah. So um, I think this is great. And for new customers, it's yeah, brilliant. You can effectively, uh, anything that's specific to the UK, rather than having to install a, a country database, you can just add the app. Have they done this for any other local? Yeah, oh, Denmark. So there's Denmark been other geographies that's happened. So this is, they're going to be there. Yeah. Their new way of doing this. I'm so guessing. it means for GB, it's now based upon W1, the worldwide. I, I, I haven't seen it, Matt, so, but I assume that that, I, and I didn't the, look too hard at Denmark. So. It's only making text Sorry, digital that's localised now anyway, isn't it? Well, a lot of yeah, that, that's an app already. Yes. So I think that's why we would okay. I think that was the... Own, that was the only real but that, G, then G that's been I mean the W1 has been getting closer mm. the accounts yeah. Yeah. so you had the yeah. county periods and the county periods GB which it's, was it's, on the details it does say um, 
that uh, the localised version for the UK is now delivered as a set of extensions on top of the W1 base. This okay. offers a data upgrade, making it easier for moving previous localisations. Yeah. Just like the availability on that. It's, it's not available until so August. That's saying August. August 24. late. Okay, so. but what's interesting in that is going to be is the data migration. Because, you know, you've got maybe UK localisations on every posted sales invoice that would have been in the standard field in the standard database, yeah. that will no longer exist in W1. And so it's got to get into the field in the table extension, in the GB localization extension. So I don't, I don't, I think it'd probably be quite straightforward for them to, um, yeah, when, once you're on it, it'll be fine. Getting on it if you've got a big data set, mm, that might, but... They've done some things. I mean, you know, the the, um, the current release where they went from multiple table extensions to one table extension, um, you know, I, I was slightly apprehensive about that and that's gone through okay. So I'm sure um, they'll yeah, engineer that's, this. That's very weird. So you have a, a managed service bar? Yeah, and, and but I would probably, you know, if it comes out in August, I might update in September. I might let somebody else uh, do it first. Pioneer. Yeah, I think that's the view you're taking. If I'm a bit um, complex one, we need then. to leave enough time to talk about Copilot because that's um, yeah, Copilot, that's, Copilot, that's a, Copilot, AI. That, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. Everybody's talking about AI Copilot, um, and again. Notice with this that the availability they haven't even put a date in yet. So whilst they're they're uh, announcing it'll be there on preview, so even around they'll preview a lot of it until July. Um, but there's um, they're basically going to start building in copilot functions into Business Central. Um, so you know that I had a, I had a quick look at it, but it will um, create in sales lines automatically. Well, using I mean, copilot, the one that creates sales lines easily with copilot. So you can click on a button, you can type in a, almost like a question as to what you want to, yeah. and it then goes and finds the item. Or you could just type in the item number. Yeah, I think I'd rather just type in the yeah. item number. I, I, you know, yeah, I, I, get it right first time. Yeah. At, at the risk, that, that didn't seem a, a, an enhancement. At, at to the me. risk of being as old and cynical it's, as it's James. It's one of those lab kind <laughs> of. It's a good idea in the lab, in the real world. Well, mm. well somebody's been sat there scratching. We've got to put Copilot in Business Central. We've got to. We've got to put it in. What can we? Where yeah. can we put it? Yeah. The one yeah. that the one that I quite like is the um, analysis tabs. Yes, that was good. So you know, I think um, it's amazing how many times the analysis views that came up in last couple of releases, and and I've got you know. That this release, they are so fast because they're server-side yeah. um, with big volumes of data. Um, there's another conversation about why you need third-party tools um, that, that, or some third-party well, tools. What, what, what one of the things we missed on the list was that there's another 35 reports that you can have. Yeah. Excel um, layouts. Excel, yeah, yeah, that have yeah. got Excel layout. Um, but the idea of being able to type a question in and get the analysis view that represents that the answer to that question because... I think, you know, I do see users not really exploiting analysis views to the full because they don't realise that this by this by this. It, it, is, it, is, a mind, it is a mindset. There's a lot of yeah. kind of, I've had you know, get your head around I've had that a couple of times So I, I think that making that easy um, is going to, that, that'll, that'll be the biggest co-pilot one for me. Mm. Yeah. I mean, the bank reconciliation you've been talking about for ages, that yeah, looks like it's now going to ship in generally on, on April. But. April, yeah. 
Yeah. Um, was it not quite as, as exciting well, as you were no, I, Well, I think, I think I'm, I'm over it now. Okay. I was quite excited at first, and this took so long, I'm, I'm a not bit over it. Is AI about reconciliation? I mean, I think, look, there will be specific organisations that have lots of payments from customers that they've never had a payment from. You know, they get one-off payments from different organisations. That will really help. Um but for most of our business-to-business customers, yes. you know, it comes in with the same reference each time. Yeah. It's not that, yeah. you know, like I said, I've, the, the, the glass integration that goes yeah, onto the bank and gets it saves them way more time than this will. I mean, I the, the feature. It was we, new, shiny. I'm not got we, excited. In and November now I'm last year, we saw a feature on in Directions, the Microsoft Partner Conference, about um, some embedded AI within BC, whereby you know, a little pane appears on the right hand side. You ask it to retype in a question about your data and it goes off and yeah. comes back with us at that that really yeah. powerful. You know, things like yeah, yeah, who do we sell the most of this product to yeah. in the last three months? That's his my answer. Yeah. That's yeah, that's is that Copart in BC or is that Copart in Power BI that's then building going back into BC? Because it's look at the data, isn't it? it well like in thing you could like use you could use you could use it in Power BI. So it's there in Power BI, isn't yeah, that's it? What I'm that's so you know and if you got the data's the there it. then then you can already use that in BI. But it does save you. If you've got it in BC then yeah, two two more co-pilot ones. So learn more about fields with co-pilot. So what this is basically saying is when you, you know, at the moment the help goes off to one page, basically about when you say learn more. Um, and, and my understanding of this is what it's going to do is it, it co-pilot's going to kind of curate sources. So effectively it will give you more than just the standard help for yeah. your... Um, and, and I think that's really good because I think there's lots of resources out there that talk about particular areas of functionality. And the Learn More and, and Copilot being able to give you a list of you know, ranked sources which can help you do that. So I think that, because if people don't know what to put in, they don't know what to put in. The other one, um, which I'm, I'm struggling to find the heading on, was the one where it kind of said about... Um, I think the description I saw was about item setup where it said, look, when you've set this type of item up before, you've completed these fields as well yeah. as on, yeah. on those items. Do you want to do that on this? So that's almost bringing yeah, kind of data. product information. AI yeah. project products, variants was the other yeah, one. And, and kind of, yeah. Um, so that kind <laughs> of um, help with, with it's like uh, manual master data implementation. Uh, uh, that I think has got a lot of potential. Yeah. So that was but again, no, an AI it's all a bit fluffy. General, but it's this is all a bit fluffy at the moment, yes. isn't it? In terms of what we're going to get and when we're going to get it. But I like the I like the concept. Yeah. I like the idea, and I think that um, it may take them two or three versions to get get it right. I suspect, uh, I suspect it's waiting for the lawyers to agree what the wording is going to say when a box pick, tick, uh, appears, and you have to tick to accept that Microsoft is looking at your data and analysing. Well, that's a whole other conversation, isn't it? Well, there's now um, customer-specified encryption key, isn't there? <laughs> so that's coming. So actually, your data can be encrypted with your own encryption key, right. um, which in some ways I'm pleased about. You know, that it's very secure. But in another way, if you lose the key, it's <laughs> on you because <laughs> nobody's going to get that back. That would never happen. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they said about uh, you know restores and um, yeah. tenant moves and all this other stuff that they've had to build into the admin centre. The other one on uh, Copilot just finished off there was around Power Automate. So um, 
for a little while we've had Copilot in Power Automate. So if you're designing a flow, you can ask it, you know, kind of text in terms of you know, create me a flow to do this or amend it and it will go and suggest changes to your flow they're going to be introducing that into the bc connections so it'll that those questions will understand relative to the integrations to bc as it's well. almost like natural language yeah, yeah. rather than having to understand what you're coding yeah, so yeah. It gives you a starting point yeah okay um i, I talked about a kind of co-pilot suggesting kind of places to go look up but um, share error details to get help from another user so it will copy the error details you've got an option to copy it into Outlook or Teams now I think to just send you well, so, so, so someone else can tell you to stop being an idiot <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we do that to too many um, customers Liz uh, I hope um, but I think um, you know the fact that you get the original error message rather than it's come up with an error can you help um, well, what was the detail? I, oh, I don't know. Over, yeah. <laughs> I've clicked OK. So I think that that's a little thing, but sometimes they're little things are the ones that yeah. really win. So, um, do you want to get ahead of it on the screen, Liz? You've missed some stuff. There was a, uh, I saw one where you could drag and drop multiple files. Oh, that's that's, that's the uh, development, yeah. that's this yeah. bit. User yeah. and. Yeah. So a, a kind of yeah. a drop zone where you can drag files. Um, they've kind of created a new, from a code perspective, a new kind of add-in, which allows you to drop multiple yeah, files at the same time. Yeah, because they one at a time. Yeah. I, I, I mean, does the code, if we use that a lot in, because kind of one of the most common things is, can I upload this file and it creates a journal or something like that. So it's, it's a common customization to use that. I think the code behind that will need to be, have a, a loop to process the files as they come in. Um, so we might need a code review um, mm -hmm. everywhere that's used yeah. um, just to make sure that that works as expected. What do you mean you've dropped 10,000 files? files. <laughs> <laughs> and it doesn't work. <laughs> well, we can tell some more stories with myself. WTF, <laughs> yeah. I think there is that, you know, we've always pushed people into SharePoint. Could go by it, swear back at them. Uh, you don't want people storing all their stuff in the local database, do you? Because it just... Well, so. Hopefully that, I mean, that's why a lot of the time we're setting that up to go and store it in Azure or wherever. Some legislation items as well, VAT dates, which cause a bit On the previous. Pain. Some sustainability things, I wasn't too sure. The sustainability <laughs> things relates mainly to some EU legislation, okay. right. which as we're no longer in the EU, does not yet affect the UK. However, we will have a lot of, of um, customers that have that will adopt those because they want to trade with the EU, so therefore may have to comply with them. So and it was there, yeah. Our government will probably get their act together at some point. And, and You're very hopeful there. Yeah. Field service be working before that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which government? <laughs> Quite. Um, <laughs> Any of them. <laughs> um, I thought the, um, I, it, it was more in the governance area, but this idea of linking business centre environments to power platform environments. So rather than doing it all independently, you can do it once at the admin level now. So you couldn't have people, you don't have to go into each oh, time okay, there's a centre. people don't get bits to choose. Yeah, you can yeah. actually set it up from a, from a global admin. Um, can I, I'm going to add something that isn't on the list, and that is... Um, <laughs> That's <the> new. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's it's something this knows, is something they're taking away. Well, this is around, um, we, we thought that in this release they would um, deprecate the old sales price features and move completely over to the new ones. I don't know if that's going to happen. However... 
I think we now need to make sweep up the last few of mm. our customers and, and people that are still it's using still, old sales still saying Q2, should now isn't move it? over. Yeah. So um, that Q2 2025 or 24. Yeah. Um, so we, we've um, we, for, for our customers we, we've we've done some, we're doing we're doing some um, analysis work out who's still using old ones and we'll speak to you about moving over to the new features we're looking at people who've got customization in that area so they won't be able to use necessarily the standard tools yeah. to to move from one to the other um but yeah if you if you if you've got the um our cloud cover service will be in touch to talk about that but anybody that hasn't you need to be aware that and test the migration process as well yeah. because it can take a while it can take a while and it can do some yeah. strange things as well well different you, isn't it if you've got lots of sales pricing where you've been changing dates for instance at the item level, yeah, you're not necessarily because the costs change, let's say, and you're changing the price of that yeah. item. So you could potentially end up with you know, many different variations yeah. of pricing. The new price list, the price list record has a start and end date. So you could end up with a lot of different price lists and that could be really confusing to yeah. try and understand yeah. what is the price yeah. list. So I just wanted to mention that because it's not a new feature, it's a feature that's been there for ages, yeah. but I would expect at some point soon that, that that deprecation will happen. It's it's sat in a thing called feature management. Yeah. Which it's an optional feature which you you, you it turn on. I think yeah, there's going to be just say Q2 2024. Yeah. So feature update news sales pricing experience. Um, so my suggestion would be for people before they move to um to to this wave one if they can do the yeah. work to move out to the sales deprecation. pricing. It's much better to do it in a controlled way rather than a We've had about three panic. years' notice on that one, though, haven't we? It keeps going back. Yeah, but it, this is, I mean... I, we've done a few I'm having a, a grumpy yeah, morning, um, so I'll apologise <laughs> to my friends at Microsoft. But, I mean, they, they need so to they make... listen this far. The new feature needs to be equivalent or better than the feature they're deprecated. You can't just introduce something new and it's worse and expect customers to migrate to it. It's got to be equivalent or better. So, you know, that they could make the deprecation faster by actually probably doing more consultation at the beginning of the dev process. So when they introduce something, it's ready for use. And pricing wasn't when they introduced it. I mean, I, I still think there are some gaps in terms of what um, pricing, and it's not necessarily how pricing is designed to be used. It's, it's unintended kind of ways people have, mm. I want to use the word, hacked it. I mean, um, I, I think when they introduced the ability you know, with, with interfaces to have your own pricing model, that was great. Yes. But I, I, I'm not sure why they decided to go down this and price list. And there's some really logic, uh, illogical bits about why can't I have a price list with you know, um, prices and discounts on, on, on the way other... It doesn't work the way I think customers expect it to work. And we still quite. can't do edit in Excel on a price list. I know, which is so. You, you, the you one can, place you want to use edit in exactly, Excel is yeah. a price list. And, well, and when so, you've got 20,000 items. The other thing is, I mean, I sat in a room at Microsoft and they said, we won't, because just create an interface to the old pricing code and leave that as an option there. You could have two, inter that's what interfaces are for, yeah. right? So why not just... Keep the, everybody happy and, and just create it as the old interface. Oh, we'd have to maintain the code. Maintain the code. I'm sorry that doesn't wash. Show me a line of pricing code, old pricing code, that they've changed in the last 
Oh, 15 versions. Yeah. It hasn't changed forever. So the only thing they have to versions. maintain it, mm. maintenance for me means doing something to it. Mm. I, so I, I'm, I'm a little di- disappointed with the, the kind of the way that they've approached sales pricing. I think that it's not very customer centric. Um, I think, you, you know, and, it, and it, I still I mean, think... It, 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 you know, I find sometimes the price list model fits well with some customers. Yeah, and you know what? A lot of our customers, with that, don't, we don't cause any panic because a lot of people will just migrate over. Yeah. And Anybody who's implemented the last couple of years should have gone straight on yeah, to the which they have. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we, a lot of the existing customers have moved and it's been okay. Well, they have if they're with a quality partner who actually thinks ahead. Some of the SaaS transfers we've got are still on. You know. Yeah, they are. So we've got some work to do. But yeah, I just wanted to mention that because it's it's not on the shiny new list, but it is something that. We'll and some of the customization, if you've got customization that calculated the sales price, a lot of that will need changing. Yeah, we're on it for our customers. But uh, yeah, everybody should be should be aware of it. So I just wanted to mention that at the end. Okay. Bit, of, bit of a downer at the end. <laughs> from, there you go. Well, I, I don't think it's a downer. I mean, it's good that they did something with sales pricing, but. Um, I, 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 yeah, it could have been better. It mm. could, and it still can be better. It's not. Um, I don't think it's going to take an awful lot of work. It's just finishing it off. I think it probably helps with serial integration, though. I think it's more aligned to the way pricing works. Well, maybe that's maybe that's maybe yeah, that's maybe that's the, maybe that's it, the yeah. bigger plan. So. Anyway, do we need great. to go and get some... It would some, be um, great if anyone from Microsoft Dev Team who listens to our podcast religiously, I'm sure, wants to come on one of the weeks and explain yeah, some of these reasons. That would be brilliant. We would love to have it. And now we're going to we'll go and get James... On we need yes. to go and get James from K customers who chew him Okay, so uh, well, look, alcohol, thank- not cake. <laughs> <laughs> it's what ten o'clock. Yeah, in it's, a, it's also the first of February, so no more yes. dry January. Awesome. Not to show you, but, oh, yeah, January's sorry. over. We can all celebrate tonight. Um, for those of you that did dry January, well done. <laughs> um, yeah, but that's uh, thanks for for going through it all. I think it's it's good to see the product still moving forward, and even with things removing, they've got to do that, and they can't just keep bloating it out mm-hmm. and never yeah. removing. You've yeah. got to cut Great. something every so often. 100%. So. Um, hopefully it's been of interest to those people watching or listening and we'll keep you updated as we get more information so you don't have to spend hours going through their release notes like we obviously have done before we got on this podcast this morning right okay I look forward to uh, joining us on the next edition of Techman Talks Dynamics in the coming weeks thanks a lot guys